you think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories. and At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Fates Decide. My name is Mary, and with my co-hosts Liz and Sam, say hi ladies. Hi. All right, so this week we are going to be talking about Bridgerton Season 2 on Netflix. We, all three of us are fans, we watched Season 1, and now we're all watched Season 2, so we're going to be talking a little bit about each each episode kind of giving there will be spoilers people spoiler alert spoiler please spoiler turn, please turn off the podcast now if you have not seen bridgerton season two and you want to watch it and not be spoiled <laughs> if you do not leave now you cannot blame us if it's spoiled for you because we have told you spoilers <laughs> all right So the second, so as a a quick recap of the first season, Daphne Bridgerton gets married to the Duke of uh, Hastings. Um, There was a lot of drama because he didn't want children. She didn't know how to make children, so she just went with what he said. She found out that he basically was lying to her about like why he wouldn't finish <laughs> kind of like a rated r type thing but it was, inside yes. her and uh she basically forced him to and then they got into a fight because he didn't want a kid anyway they all lived happily ever after at the end basically and yes. daphne got her her child so yes. In season two, her oldest brother, the Vicomte, is has decided that he is ready to, you know, do his duty and get married. But he doesn't really want a love match or anything. He just wants a girl who would be a good Viscountess. And, uh, you know, she had to be pretty and smart. And, you know, he had a, a, a lot of standards to uh to find his his bride and trouble ensues when when a pair of sisters <laughs> are in town <laughs> yeah. and while he tries to go after the young one i just can't help want to be with the older sister who beats him because she overheard all of his standards for a wife. Didn't want her sister to be involved with her, but, you know, as a, as a young girl brand new into the, uh, you know, the season, mm-hmm. a, a Viscount is interested in her? Absolutely, the younger sister wanted to go with him. 
who ends up with him? I bet you you all can guess. I'm just saying. He's <laughs> like every other romance novel. Ever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, we knew it was coming. We we all knew it was coming. Yeah, we did. You know, I'm just starting to read the book. But from what I've heard, book in the season is are very different. Yeah. Um, you know, the main premise of the story is there, but like it, it's totally different. And apparently a lot of people were upset about how long it took for Anthony and Kate to finally get together, I guess. The, mm-hmm. They thought they dragged it out a little too long. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. Even I, like, I not reading the book, I was like, let's go. Come on. We know what's going to happen. Let's go. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, ha- it has been a few years since I read the, the actual book. I, I should try to reread it again. Um, actually, th- this happened to be... Um, I don't know if I want to say this was my second favorite, but it's definitely in, like, my top three out of the entire eight book series that I liked the most. Um, incidentally, my personal favorite happens to be number three, which is roughly the next season, maybe, which we'll get to later. But um, yeah, I, I can't. But yeah, they did change uh, some things from the book. Um, and I know it, it definitely split up people, um, the book readers, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing what they did. Um, I get why they changed it because I will admit the the slow burn love triangle thing is like a classic romance, you know, drama trope, um, yep. which works plenty of times. Um, but there were some things like they did that I'm like scratching my head, like why would you? do it like this like this just adds unnecessary drama to be honest like i don't understand why they actually had a wedding or or rather almost wedding um i mean that's just like public humiliation for everybody around (laughs) right like i felt so bad for all of that like that was just bad yes Yes. i did you know what like it's so funny because i heard some people that thought that um Edwina was like being too mean she was a lot nicer than I would have been if I just figured out that my fiance who I'm about literally standing at the altar is more interested in my oldest sister Mm -hmm. like this would have been thrown exactly I thought she she I, I didn't blame her for treating them the way that she did Ow, that that had to hurt. Yep, I'd have been, um, I'd have been just as mad as she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you had all this time to say something and you didn't, and it's like complete and total public humiliation, which is what like basically episode seven was about. You know that the the fallout mm-hmm. over what happened. Um. 
And as you could imagine, that is something that, like, I'm sure upset uh, a lot of, like, fellow, in my case, fellow book readers, because it's like, why? Why did you do do that? (laughs) Why did you have them actually go through with, like, the ceremony, but then it gets disrupted because... Edwina finally clued in on the fact that there's something going on between her fiancé and her sister. I mean, it, that's like, you know, that's just weird to me. Um, and, uh, spoiler alert, unfortunately, Sam, uh, that did not happen in the book. Um, it's okay. It, yeah. Although, you, you probably could have figured that one out by context. Um, yes. that was That was a huge change they did. Uh, in fact, it was never there was never an engagement between Anthony and Edwina in the book because um, actually Edwina is, I mean she's mostly the same between the TV show and the book, but she is slightly different in that she was more convinced um, to agree to a courtship between her and Anthony. I mean in the book. I mean, anybody who's listening, who's read the book, maybe, like, you, you'll remember this better than I do. But I seem to recall she was open to a potential courtship, but she wasn't, like, emotionally committed mm-hmm. to it. Because she recognizes that, like, hey, you know, he's a good catch. He's handsome. He's charming. Why not? You know? hmm it's just like, you know, somebody setting you up on a blind date or something, you know, like you're, you're open-minded, you know. Right. And like, unfortunately women back then, like you want the good catches, like whether or not they're handsome or whatever, like you just got lucky that Anthony is also a very good looking man. Right. But like, that's you, you basically marry for money if you can. Right. Right. But yeah, um, she wasn't really that committed to you know anthony you know to being mrs anthony bridgerton or anything like that um if i was i recall she was actually pretty supportive of uh kate and anthony ending up together (laughs) which is like a complete opposite of the show version (laughs) until the very end um yeah, which I'm sure like upset a lot of people who are again who are book readers like the most out of all of it. Um, I was happy they kept the Paul Mall thing, the uh, sort of croquet game they were playing. Yeah, that was... yeah, <laughs> that was good. That was funny. Them smack talking each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly a sibling thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100%. Uh, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. Some some smaller subplots, and obviously these are different than the book, because technically in the books we don't know who Lady Whistle is, but in the series we found out in the first season. And I'm guessing they did that because they didn't know how it was going to go. You know, that's that's the only thing that I could think of is, like, they didn't know if it was going to be popular. They were like, oh, let's just do it. Because at least then if it's one season, 
surprise, you know, but yeah. it turned into such a hit. Now you like ruined it, but whatever. So, um, but so, and spoiler alert, Penelope <laughs> is Lady Whistletown. And, uh, so her whole, you know, trying to figure out how to send, uh, you know, the, basically that, her little, like, newspaper out without getting caught. And then her and Eloise, Eloise finds out, basically, that it's Penelope, and because she had been threatened by the queen, she stops being friends with Penelope because she's so mad. Right. For being Lady Whistletown, which that made me sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember like I un- I kind of got why they revealed to the audience at the end of season one, but I just felt like it was kind of weird that they revealed it like that. Not that they revealed it, but that like Eloise figured it out or stumbled mm-hmm. upon it rather in season two. Because, again, spoiler alert, um, that most definitely did not happen. Um, in fact, uh, well, obviously they're going to change it for the show, so whatever. You know, so this is only spoiling it if you're planning to read the books, but it's like, as I recall, Eloise doesn't even realize that uh, Penelope is Lady Whistledown. In fact, they... As the reader, you don't even realize who Lady Whistledown is until book four, which is the Penelope Colin book, actually. Like, I remember, like, I remember reading it. I was, like, surprised when it was revealed to me, the reader, that, oh, my God, I'm, I'm reading. You know, I go into it thinking, like, oh, I'm going to see how the resolution happens between uh you know colin and penelope with you know penelope's old longtime crush on him mm-hmm. and it's like i got shocked reading it like when they revealed that oh my god she's lady will sell down and it's like what is going and, and then then i'm watching the show i'm like what why are you revealing all this now <laughs> so it, it and and the thing was is that funny enough again spoiler alert um in the book, actually, Penelope kind of outed herself um, by the end of book four, because at that point, Colin already figured it out that who that she was Lady Whistledown, and he was the one who was kind of helping her keep hiding it. And uh, she finally decided, you know, I'm going to out myself and quit the whole Gossip Girl <laughs> Regency Edition thing that I've been doing, and. Uh, that turned out to be a slight setup to book five, which is Eloise's romance story, because, um, when she makes the public announcement that, like, it's me, (laughs) um, her best friend is not there at the announcement because her friend, uh, did something, and then you find out what she did, the consequences of what she did in the next book, so, um... Yeah, I'm not going to spoil that part. Uh, so. <laughs> so that's why well, it's just bizarre to me that Eloise figured this out in the show. Right. Well, and then, like, the way they kind of handled the whole Colin Penelope thing in this season makes 
people wonder like are they skipping book three and going straight to book four first you know what i mean because like they're already kind of starting that drama unless they're going to build it up through season three right they could uh yeah um knows what shonda rhymes yeah it's hard to it's kind of hard to tell i mean there's a case to be made that they could switch which books they're doing or you know what would be kind of interesting is if they did both three and four simultaneously in one season and have them like basically be you know two different storylines going at once mm. there you go hey they could I mean, granted, I haven't actually i i've I haven't even read the first book yet. That's the sad part. I have it. I just never. I have just haven't haven't had time to read it yet. Right. I thought the the series was better than the first book. Right. Yeah. Um, but it it would be interesting to they could do that because I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would want to put those two those two storylines together because obviously i don't know what happens in the third book um i i'm assuming uh benedict finds love or right. something yeah it felt like in season two they feature benedict slightly more as like you know the side the you know the subplot storyline mm-hmm. um which could be a way to set up him as being the main point of the next season because when you kind of think about it in the first season to a certain degree anthony was kind of like um you know a like the the subplot you know i think anthony was practically in every was almost in every scene except for obviously this obviously certain scenes (laughs) after he gets married there obviously he wasn't there but other than that, it's like he was always there somewhere, either in the background or right right there. So. Right. Although, to be fair, he kind of had to be because um, he's basically uh, the head of the family. And he's between him, him and their mother. They have to be like kind of like, da- you know, Daphne's like chaperones um, right. everywhere. So. Um, but like, but in terms of like, you know, subplots in season one, like he, he was kind of like the major one. So in a way you could sort of like interpret that as his, as the setup for season two, which they heavily implied that in the, you know, final episode, um, when he like, you know, made it like kind of official and, you know, to his family that like, I'm planning to properly look for a wife. (laughs) Dun dun dun. <laughs> um, but yeah, the way they ended season two, it does feel like they're shifting it to Colin and Penelope, which would, which I don't mind them. You know that storyline, like you know, it, it would be nice for them to dive into that. But at the same time, as a reader, I'm kind of I would be disappointed if they don't do Benedict next because. That one is my favorite book. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Or they'll start shooting soon. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's always fun about the show is um, 
the some of the music they use. <laughs> listening to the playlist on Spotify, it's amazing. It's absolutely what, like amazing. the oh, you mean like the orchestral versions? Yeah, they made a playlist on Spotify. You can listen to both seasons. That's cool. Yeah, I do like that. You know, they obviously like the thing I like about the show, and and I was actually talking to my mom about this this morning because, like, um, you know, is that yes, it's it's a period piece, but it's a very diverse cast, which with Shonda Rhimes, like that doesn't surprise me, but I love that because it's a modern take on period piece. You know, so obviously, like back then, people of color would not be, you know, who they are. Um, but obviously, right. with with this, they are. And music, the orchestral music. So while they're at, you know, their dances and their balls and all that stuff, it's modern music played through an orchestra. It's just, it it just makes it ten times more amazing with like stuff like that. You know, I love that when it's a modern version of a period piece because it still represents the period piece. Obviously, like the the, the costumes and you know the way that they do things is still you know true to the period for the most part, but everything else is modernized. So it's the mix of cultures. It's the modern music. It you know it's. It, to me, it just makes it just ten times better than it it would be if they just had it like an all white cast and whatever. So I do have to say, reading the Duke and I, reading the Duke's description, I did have an actor in mind for it, but I was very okay with who they chose instead. But yeah. and who did you have in mind for the Duke? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian Stan. It, it, it's his everything. I mean, the brown hair, the blue eyes, the, it's him. It's freaking Bucky right. Barnes. It's, oh, okay. It's Bucky Barnes. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, actually, I think like there is like a fanfic. I'm I'm trying There's to a bunch of them. Yeah, a lot of people have been doing Bucky fanfics as Bridgerton. I'm like, there you go. There it is. Yeah, I've seen a couple. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like Although, I said, I'm not I was surprised very at all. happy. <laughs> I was very happy with their choice because <sighs> it's just beautiful. I know, right? Jean. Oh. Uh-huh. And, you know, obviously it's okay that he wasn't in this season. I know, like, that was kind of like a controversy before they started filming. Because they, like, wanted him in. But, like, you know, he basically said, like, listen, when I signed up for it, I was told it was one season. He made, you know, he started getting other work. And he's kind of blown up, I feel like, now. You know, every time I turn, he has commercials, he has, you know, movies that he's filming and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. And technically, his character is not even in the book, I don't think. Um, He's like 
he's like more like a glorified cameo because obviously in any like family events where like the whole family is expected to show up you know that includes in-laws so you know things like uh, a ball or something that the Bridgertons are hosting presumably he would be showing up with Daphne so in the book he does show up in the background and he does like have a f maybe a few lines but yeah so it's like even if reggae came back he would be in essence um a glorified cameo because kind of almost like um the actress who plays daphne because it's like this is this is about kate and anthony and well now edwina so it's like you, you know you're you're just there in the background when there's like a family party scene or something so i guess like as a book reader I was, like, really getting kind of annoyed with how many people online were like, why aren't they bringing him back? And nah, 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 nah. It's like, I guess it's because if you're not familiar with the books, you don't, you don't realize that each season, if it's supposed to be roughly corresponding to each book, then no, it wouldn't make any sense that, like, you know, he would be in every episode necessarily. Like... You know, the show is not about Simon and Daphne. It's about each of the Bridgertons finding love and happiness and happily ever after. So it's like, can you please stop? Right. But that's just the way people are. They they want to see. They want to see who they want to see. Yeah. It didn't make sense. And it's, I was okay that he wasn't in it. I mean, it would have been nice to have seen him, but eh. Right. He's okay with just watching Jonathan Bailey. You know, the, the booking guy. He, yeah. he plays uh, Anthony Bridgerton, the, the V-Count. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's a very good-looking killer. Yeah, so unfortunately we can only look, because... Um, yes. Because he's, he, he's not interested in any of us anyway. Nope. I think he's engaged, too. Oh, is he? I I didn't hear I about that. So. Like, I'm... I think him and his. I could totally be wrong, and I apologize if I am. But I, I could have sworn I heard that him and his partner, her boyfriend, got engaged. So. Yeah, I mean, we we could always look that up later. But yeah, I. But I I, I did remember part. like, yeah yeah. But yeah, like I, I did kind of remember like mentions that like he was seeing somebody. But even if he wasn't seeing somebody, he wouldn't be interested in any of us anyway. Correct. All right. So, but yeah, he did great. He did great. He's going to be thirty-four tomorrow. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, I, I was, like, really happy reading, like, um, in, just in general, that uh, the second season did great in the fan reviews, basically. It was like, yes, people are going to stop complaining about Reggie not being in the show. <laughs> like, it didn't ruin anything. Uh, okay, I'll stop complaining about that now.
Now I'm wondering, like, because obviously there is uh, an issue with Netflix. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but they lost like a whole ton of money, like a bunch of like users and whatever overnight. I don't know what happened. Say Netflix does go under, because I think they're either going, either they're going to go bankrupt or something. I don't know. I wonder who's going to pick it up. Do you think like all of like their Netflix originals are going to have to go somewhere? They're probably going to sell them to like the highest bidder. So I wonder who would pick this up. Hmm. There's a part of me that would, that kind of suspects it could be maybe Hulu. Mm. It's true. Uh, Hulu does like the more of this type of stuff. Yeah, because like, it's not gritty enough for HBO. Um, yeah. Or stars, now that I think of it. I, I, I would think that, like, the alternative would be Hulu. Um, I guess it could be for Amazon Prime, but I'm not sure about that one. Mm. Especially with, like, the se- all the sex scenes that were in the first season. I'm just not sure Good. if... <laughs> if Prime would go for that. Yeah. Because we know, like, Hulu definitely has, like, you know, shows that will include sex scenes and obviously some violence, but, you know. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I have, I, I'm kind of skeptical that this situation with Netflix is going to be, like, a bigger thing in terms of, like, their finances. I mean could be but people are calling um, it the blockbuster of the streaming world yeah i i don't know i'm a little slowly fade out they may have to like yeah they may have to like change up who's uh who are the executives running the company because clearly some of the decisions being made you know in in recent times are like probably questionable because that you know what's going on here as long as they don't raise my price again it'll be fine if they raise it again though and they just raised it i'm out yeah related to that like i heard stranger things like had went like way over budget or something like they they spent a ridiculous amount of money per episode for it and it's like okay granted i don't watch uh stranger things but it's like i couldn't get into it i tried i tried to watch the first season i think i made it like through episode three and i was so confused i had no idea i i haven't tried watching it since right so it's like i don't know what you guys are spending so much money that like you're spending more than freaking HBO is spending on like the 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 upcoming Game of Thrones prequel. <laughs> like I literally just read an article recently where they were talking about how they actually spent less than 20 million per episode for this prequel series and it's like you've got to be kidding me. You Netflix you're spending more money than a show that has CGI dragons and army okay, there's battles. A, there's, there's a lot of CGI in 
Stranger Things a lot. Well, that's true too. Yeah, that's true too. But it's still, it's like it just feels weird somehow. Yeah, yeah, I was into it, but I'm kind of like losing interest. Like it's just going on too long. Which could be um, a potential topic someday. <laughs> yeah. Shows that should uh, stop. Number one yeah. on the list, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. 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 I think it needed to I think it needed to stop about what, five or six seasons ago? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, even more than that. Well, even yeah, nine seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> what what season are we even on? Like what, fifteen? Eighteen, or I think. Eighteen 15? or nineteen. Oh geez, yeah. No, it should have it should have stopped around season ten, at the most. So speaking of Shonda Rhimes and uh, Shondaland, got <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I overall like I did enjoy season two of Bridgerton and I am eagerly waiting for season three and I am now really curious like which like are they gonna go with the book order or are they switching things up or are they merging I mean I don't know um I'm waiting to see and I hope uh no hopefully no one will be disappointed but uh, for the cast, pretty much everyone from the first season, obviously minus uh, reggae, but uh, everyone else is in it. And then obviously we have some new cast members. Uh, Simone Ashley plays Kate. She's absolutely gorgeous. I thought she did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Arethra. Uh, oh my God, I am so sorry. Handron, I think is how you pronounce her name, played Edwina. And then Shelly Kahn played their mother, uh, Mary. Right. Well, I mean, like, at least we know, like, uh, Simone is coming back. Because, I mean, like, as, you know, Mrs. Right. Anthony, she's going to pop up. Um, I think, I think um, Simone did confirm that, like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm contracted to come back. So, yeah, I think they were smart. Now, if you're coming in, like, guess what? You're in the long haul. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they want to go through that again with uh, what happened with reggae. Yeah. Or reggae. Yeah. No, like I, you know, uh, I thought it was overall a, a really great season. I enjoyed it. I do agree with a lot of people. The slow burn just took way too long. It it, it was it burned way too long. Way too long. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally yeah. up until the last episode, <laughs> the end of the last yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, we get it. We get it. But, well, if it's any consolation in the book, it they do get married a lot earlier than the way they did it in the show, partially because there is no love triangle between Anthony and the two sisters. Um, but the but the bit where Anthony finally accepts that um I don't just have the hots for her. I really do love her. That is 
somewhat consistent in the show that like it took him almost like the end of the story for him to like finally accept it to get past his fear and paranoia about like you know being in love with someone and like the crushing loss which i am glad they kept in the show well absolutely Um, and 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 i totally understand like it how heartbroken like his mother was after his father passed away unexpectedly and like the fear that he was going to do the same thing to his wife if he did a love match like I can't like I thought that was very well done yeah that was a thing in the book um and the fact that like he like I was saying the fact that he only kind of like um, you know accepted you know the truth of it of like how he really feels towards the end is more or less what happened in the book but um things were slightly different um the context um which i will say i do prefer the show the uh the the incident that led up to him realizing this i mean like her getting to the horse riding accident um I have to admit, if, if they had tried to do it the way they did it in the book, it would be, I don't know, kind of odd. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like, I'm not sure how that would go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, one, one tiny thing I liked. Um, they included Newton. <laughs> they should have more Newton in it, though. Doggo. Mm-hmm. That is pretty funny, actually. And the dog has a yeah. good judge of character. He's growling at well, Anthony. <laughs> well, you know, that's the funny thing, is that actually... Um, well, to be fair, it is kind of tricky trying to get a dog to be the same as, like, in the book exactly, but... Um, I think Newton was more of, like... Um, like one of those dogs where they're like, "Hi, you're new. How you doing?" <laughs> and they like just go up to pretty much everybody, <laughs> kind of like that, almost like a golden retriever, like always eager to like meet people. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time and see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.